Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, January 27th, 2020. What's going on? How are ya? How's it going? How are you people? Um, I hope you're having a good day, despite the fucking horrible day that it was yesterday. I'll get into that later. I'll try to make you laugh first, as opposed to fucking dwelling on that. Fucking horrific, horrific, horrific shit. Uh, but now I brought it up. What do, how do I segue? Well, I'm in New York City right now. Home of the uh, the fucking, oh, the greatest fucking slice of pizza you ever fucking had. According to people here. And then people in Chicago, oh, it's not, it's not big enough. It's not deep enough. You know what I mean? I just feel New York's pizza is just like surfaced. You know? Chicago pizza just has so much more depth to it. Um, I love when fat fucks sit there and argue about pizza. You know what I mean? That's like a great thing. That's, that's another great thing about living in a first world country. You can get into a fist fight over who has a better slice of pizza for your fat fucking dad bod. <laughs> They, they use too many fucking anchovies. Just eat your slice and shut the fuck up. Just be happy you didn't have to walk five miles for fresh water. You tubs of shit. But having said that, if you can recommend some good pizza, old Freckles here is all about it. I'll go try and get me some. Get me some of that. Get me some of that fucking pizza. Uh, yeah, I just got here. I took the red eye. Um, I do what I do a lot. When I go to the airport. Bill, what is it that you do at the airport? Well, I put on my fucking headphones and I listen to some music. And as I listen to the music, I start fantasizing that I'm the person doing it. You know, and I just sort of drift off into, uh, you know, me shirtless singing some rock song. You know, nobody commenting on my alabaster torso, actually enjoying it, attracted to it on some level. You know, I just disappear into my freckled fantasy and then all of a sudden, I'm like, wow, there's like nobody here in the terminal. And then I look, and they're already on group three. And I'm like, ah, fuck. Ah, fuck, man. I'm group one. All the overhead compartment space is going to be gone. So I get on the fucking plane. I flew, uh, I flew in. It was an old plane. It was a wide body. Notice I said that. I didn't say fat. I didn't try to, uh, I didn't try to body shame this airplane. The old 242. Four in the middle, two on the on, on the sides, right? And I get there, and of course, the, everything's all fucking taken up. So I start doing my indignant white guy shit. Really? I pay for a first class ticket. I can't get overhead fucking compartment space. Sir, if you could just relax, 9-11, why are you being hostile? Whatever the fuck they said. I didn't flip out too much. I was like, well, you know, I finally figured out a way to do it, right? I had to like stick it in diagonally and then I tried to jam my backpack up there because there was no room f for it underneath the seat, which I would have done, but there wasn't any room. And I finally get the thing fucking closed and in comes this guy who's sitting, you know, next to me, uh, you know, just an unfortunate looking human being. You know, you ever see somebody that's older and despite the fact that they're older, you don't even give them a break. You're just looking at him like, this person was never good looking. <laughs> this person was born a four, stayed a four, is still a four. Like, the, like aging actually helped him. You know what I mean? He just had those fucking, uh, you know, those fish eyes. Like too far apart, fucking sort of hanging down at a like 45 degree angle. Like he used to have a fish head and then somebody fucking squeezed it into making it round. He shows, yeah, he's fucking got the receding hairline, but he hasn't shaved the head. So he just, you know, he looks like a character actor from a 1970s gritty fucking movie. You know, when you look, oh, yeah, that guy was in everything. What the fuck's his name? That's what he looked like, right? Stupid pants, fucking top of his ass crack hanging out. I'm just, oh, this motherfucker here. What does he do? He comes head on a fucking swivel, right? And you know the deal when you're on a plane, if the compartment is closed, that means it's full. 
right? I'm not going to lie to you. I opened one in vain and once I saw it, but I closed the fucking thing. Now, mine, because mine, because I had to stick my bag in an angle and also get my backpack up there. And, of course, the cunt also put his fucking jacket up there. Uh, you know, it was a lot of, you know, trying to stuff it in there to get it closed. I finally get it closed. What does old fish head do? He fucking reaches right up and he opens it up. And I'm just sitting there going, he's in my head. I immediately said, he's not going to fucking be able to get it closed. He's not strong enough. All right. Fish people do not do push-ups. He's not going to have the tricep fucking strength that he's going to need to close this fucking thing. And I sat there like the wise old bald man that I am. And I watched him make two of the most pathetic attempts. You remember the first time you tried to do a pull-up? If you'd never done one in your life. It's like those fucking muscles, they're not even developed. You don't, you don't ever use them. You don't like, so you got a fucking bar over your bed and you pull yourself up in the morning. You never use those fuck whatever muscles those are. I remember the first time I tried to do a pull-up, it was like I was like my back was paralyzed. You know, you have to fucking start, I don't know, wiggling around like a fucking goddamn bug cut in a spider web, you know? Kicking your feet, trying to get up and over the bar. So this fucking guy, right? He he yeah, comes back down, comes back down. And he sort of stares at it and then looks around. I'm like, yeah, that's right, fish head. You're not going to fucking try and close it, are you? You're not, right? So then he moves. So I do my big first class exhale. I go, ah, right? Big time caddy. If I, had, if I fucking ever had long hair, if I had hair, I would have given him a big fucking hair flip. Okay? I was going full fucking chick attitude on this one and then i got up and it took me like three attempts and i had to stuff that fucking guy's stupid what are those fucking puffy coats everybody has they used to be huge when i was a kid then they figured out this new technology so now they're really small so everybody threw out the big ones remember the big ones and the feathers are all settled down below your fucking waist and balls would be sweating but your shoulders you'd have frostbite remember that shit north face his little fucking North Face. Oh, Fish Face didn't tuck back in the fucking North Face. So now I got to push the... I finally get it all tucked back in. And I sit down. And who comes walking in now? Some old guy. You can't get mad at old people. They're all... He's going to be dead soon, right? So he fucking comes in. He reaches up. He opens it. Now nah, I feel bad. You're not going to get it. So he fucking does it. And I just go, Jesus Christ. I get back up again. Trying to get it closed. Tucking the fucking jacket back in. I find muttering to myself, I'm gonna fucking have to do this nine month fucking cock sucking time pay for a fucking first class ticket, right? And fucking <laughs> close the thing. And I didn't realize the old guy was right behind me and he goes he goes, Oh, thanks a lot. And I just go, Yeah, don't worry, I don't have to go to the gym now. Ha 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 you know, I try to play it off like I wasn't a fucking angry red cunt. But I am. But I am. Um so that was me pushing my bag, by the way. It wasn't me fucking... Have you guys always think any sound on this is me fucking... Just like I just sit here passing gas all the time. Listen. That's what that was, okay? It was a bag fucking moving. Um, so anyway, now I'm here in uh, here in New York. Yeah, I might as well talk about it. It was fucking terrible day yesterday, man, for everybody, obviously. Um, unfucking believable I don't even know what to say. I cannot believe Kobe Bryant is gone, man. And he, oh, with this beautiful daughter, too, who I didn't know anything about, like most people. Gianna Bryant. I was reading all this stuff about how, um, you know, she was playing hoop and he was coaching her and she wanted to go to Connecticut, that great program, and then go to the WNBA. And I was just thinking, about how the WNBA, the problem with it is they haven't had their Bill Russells or Chamberlains, Oscar Robinson, Kareem, Bird, Magic, Jordan, Taco Fall, right? They haven't had, because nobody's watching it, right? I do a bit about this on my Madison Square Garden album that's coming out. I finally finished editing that thing. Um how all these fucking feminists out there bitch moaning and fucking complaining fucking broads man i'm telling you all they do is bitch moan and complain 
They, you, and they, they complain about fucking guys. Their number one fucking problem is, is they don't support each other. You got a whole fucking, you're standing there on the fucking sidelines of a football game, freezing your fucking ass off, talking about guys, you know, running after angry coaches that are down by 20 at halftime. Where, where the fuck, where, why don't you go to the WNBA? Huh? Because they don't want to build it. They want to show up when it's done after a bunch of guys died building the fucking bridge and then they want to name it after some chick who didn't shave her fucking twat. That's, a, that's, that's feminine. That's feminism right there. Um, I'm just saying, I don't understand why they don't support it. You know, if you're really all about broads, why don't you go watch them play hoop and start selling out arena Arenas with a bunch of fucking women screaming, watching women play basketball, and then they'll get the NBA contracts if you just would show up. Nah, that's not how they work. They want to go in and ruin a guy's. Oh, there's a bunch of guys sitting around watching a game, having a good day. Why can't we be You have to be sensitive now that I'm here. Why don't you fuck off and watch the W win? Where, where is this going, Bill? This is supposed to be some sort of tribute. Um, Anyways, just to, I don't know. I'm, I'm just trying to be extra stupid and funny today, just because it's just so it's just so fucking brutal. Um, and sympathies out to the. Uh, I hope I say the. These are like names. I'm gonna fuck these up. The Alto Belly family, John, Kerry, and Alyssa. So, and, and they have like a sister. No, they have a son, and another son, and a, and a and a daughter. And those two poor kids lost a sister, their mother, and their father. Man, it's just fucking brutal. Sarah and Peyton Chester. And then Kobe's uh, assistant coach, uh, Christina Mauser. And then the pilot, Era Zobayan. I hope I said that right, man. Just condolences to anybody who knew them. It's just fucking brutal. I got to tell you, as a Celtics fan, I can't believe Kobe's gone. Because I was it, – it's just – Kobe just won. He always wins. And um, I think like a lot of people, just seeing somebody like that get taken, you're just like, yeah, that really can just happen to anybody at any time, man. Um, shout out to the BBC. I hope you guys are doing all right. Uh, you know, I don't know how you shake that one off. I really do not know how you don't know what Kobe Bryant looks like and you show LeBron James footage they actually – I started to watch the clip. It was so fucking embarrassing. They show Kobe Bryant with his daughter, Gianna. Every picture, like the two of them. I mean, I got to tell you, those pictures is my goal with my daughter. And she was smiling like that. Anybody can make a three-year-old – if you're a three-year-old's father, she's going to have an ear-to-ear grin when you show up. But when they're 13 and they're still smiling like that, you're a hell of a father. So – um I hope I pull that off at some point. But um, so they have this amazing picture of Kobe and his his lovely daughter. And, uh, you know, they have 1978 to 2020. And then as they're talking about the tragedy and Kobe Bryant and everything he did in the NBA, they were showing footage of LeBron James. And I'm not exaggerating. LeBron literally turns around. You clearly see on the back of his jersey, it says James. They literally, aside from the fact they look nothing alike, he has his name on the, they did wear the same jersey. (laughs) I mean, I could see, I can't even see confusing Peyton and Eli Manning. Well, I guess maybe he played for the Colts. They had blue and white, and Giants are blue and gray. But, like, Peyton has a longer rectangle-shaped head. Um, like, his head is shaped like the back. What's that big, stupid Mercedes truck? That dumb f- – it looks like a fucking toaster. Um, why the fuck am I making fun of Peyton Manning's head? Because it's a fucking tragedy. I don't know how to, I don't know how to weave my way through this. It's just, it's just fucking – yeah, how do you get past this one? So then, of course, you know, I get a bunch of fucking emails and shit. You know, as you do when you fucking fly. You know, no one, no one ever texts you when you just fucking. 
they see a helicopter flying over or a plane having a good time. It's always like, you know, when something bad happens and then they go, dude, don't fucking do that anymore. You know, I would love to find these people. And every time somebody dies in a car accident, which is like every fucking 10 seconds to tell you not to drive a fucking car anymore. Um, I can't tell you this is if you don't do it, then you, you'll never understand how fucking ridiculously safe it is. Um, I mean, every day there's like a fucking zillion flights. I don't know. Like millions of people fly every fucking day and nothing happens. Every fucking day, every fucking day, millions of people drive and a bunch of shit happens. And then people go, well, that's because you do what people drive in. Uh, that's not necessarily true. If you, if you, if you take in, uh, commercial aviation, there's way more people fucking flying than you believe. And this is what I, my thing is, is everybody I, nobody I know has been in a fucking plane crash alive or dead. Everybody I know has been in a fucking car accident. All right. To different, different degrees. I've had people die in them. I've had people fucking now they have limps. I've had people fucking collapse lungs and all of that type of shit and everything. So I appreciate all of your guys' concerns, um, you know, and now there's going to be a bunch of helicopter experts who don't know the first fucking thing about a helicopter, about how it works and all of that shit, and they're going to say a bunch of fucking crazy shit. Um, and you just you just don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So we'll, I'll just – I'll leave it at that. Um, all right. <laughs> every fucking thing I, I, I just like you know what I mean it's every time somebody has a fucking heart attack would you like if somebody came up to you you should stop eating that yeah, hey buddy eat safe eat safe um, anyway let's let's stick with the, the main thing here okay it's a unbelievable tragedy like I haven't seen it this reminds me when like Princess Di died in that car crash as far as like a global fucking like I literally like Mark Marquez uh, MotoGP champion, motorcycle racer from Spain. He even put something on Instagram about it, um, the effect that this guy had on people. So, ugh, fucking, fucking brutal. That's all we can say. And this is why I didn't want to talk about it. And uh, why don't we just continue with the morbid shit? I'm going to be doing the Patrice O'Neill benefit. Uh, one of the greatest friends I ever had in my life who passed away in 2011, and this is the ninth annual Patrice O'Neill Comedy Benefit. Uh, Something positive. We have an amazing lineup. All right. What do we got here? We have Ronnie Chang, who had one of the best specials of last year. I don't know how the fuck he didn't get nominated for a Grammy. You know, I don't get it. Uh Judy Gold, one of my favorite comedians. Sam Morell, one of my favorite up-and-coming. Andrew Schultz, another great up-and-coming. Cypher Sound's going to be DJing. The pride of Trenton, New Jersey, Paul Verzi. The perennial host, Rich Voss. The fucking Billy Crystal of this benefit. Always coming in, always crushing it as a host. We got Roy Wood Jr., from This Is Not Happening, just one of the best comics I know. And then we got uh, a couple of pop-in guests, some big names there. Um, you know, I don't know. The pop-in guests, one's a definite, one's a fucking maybe. We shall see what's happening. I think this is like the best lineup we have. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun as always. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who has once again helped us sell this event out to help raise money. For uh, Patrice's mom and his loved ones. And uh, it's just been a great thing. And thank you to Maureen Tarrin, who, as always, uh, you know, did all the work behind the scenes and dealt with all of us crazy comedians. And uh, thank you to The Stand, who every year has done, you know, wonderful things supporting the benefit. Um, You know. I can't believe it's been nine years already. Jesus Christ. But this is going to be a good one. This right here. Not that the other ones weren't good ones, but this one's going to be a fucking, I think this is going to be a great one. So old Billy Freckles went out to the comedy store the other night and um, I, I did the belly room first, then I did the main room, and then I did the OR, the original room. And um, 
just had such a great fucking time. Just a great fucking time. It was one of those nights where each crowd was was uh, was just on fire. Tried out a bunch of shit. I had to make sure with this lineup that I was going to be on my game. So, um, you know, I don't know. Anyway, just too much shit. To, I hate doing fucking comedy on days like this. I really do. Well, Bill, fortunately, you're not that funny. So just, you know, we'll just turn it into a giant fucking monologue. How about that? Um, wait, did I put the live reads here? I'm really trying to copy and paste as I'm doing this. Oh, by the way, thank you to everybody who enjoyed the Don Gavin podcast. Don was, is, is somebody who, that I learned so much from. And, uh, when I was coming up in Boston and, uh, just one of the funniest bastards ever. And I didn't realize I, I fucking hated that. I didn't get into it until the end of the interview. But speaking of the NBA in a positive way, Don Gavin was fucking there at basically the the inception. I have to talk to him more about this. I want to get him back on my podcast to talk about the people that he saw. He used to go to the Boston Guard. I, I read that book I mentioned earlier this year. I read that book uh, about Bill Russell and Bob Cousy. And it's as much as it's about them and all the racial horrific stuff that Bill Russell had to go through. It's also subtly a history of the NBA from the beginning right up until, um, you know, the end of Cousy and Bill Russell's careers. And uh, when Don Gavin was going in the late 1950s, I love that I read the book. I was just like, so there was like nobody there. He goes like, oh, yeah. He goes, I watched the Celtics win the NBA championship in like 57 or 58 for like a half-filled Boston Garden. Imagine that. And I used to go to like almost every single game. So he probably saw him play the Minneapolis Lake. I didn't even ask him about the different franchises he saw. Probably saw George Mikan, all of these guys, a young Wilt, a young Bill Russell, all of that. He was at the Bob Cousy retirement um, ceremony. With that guy in the upper deck famously loved. We love you, Coos. Um, and he was also there at the inception of the, uh, the, the great second to none as far as I'm concerned. Boston comedy scene that started at the Ding Ho. He was there. And um, it was amazing. I had one of my favorite comics of all time sitting across from me. And... Uh, I just wish I'd got more. It's towards the end of the interview that he starts talking about, you know, I started talking to him about first concerts he went to and shit like that. Um, yeah, so it's a, I like to think it's a good interview. Sorry if I'm a little fucking jet lagged here. I uh, fucking took the red eye back. I got like five hours sleep. The fucking fish head guy with my Bose headsets fucking... Wore out. I finally took him off. No, I wanted to sleep on my side, so I had to take off the headset. And I'm fucking rolling over. I just hear that guy snoring, and I just muttered, "Yeah, of course he fucking snores too." Goddamn fish-headed motherfucker with his fucking no arms and his fucking snoring goddamn fucking nose. Uh, doesn't take a lot. Doesn't take a lot. You'd think with all the tragedy, Bill, you'd put things into perspective. Nope. Still getting mad at some fish head guy that fucking makes me close my goddamn luggage compartment again. Um, as I get across this country in four hours and 55 minutes. It's not enough for Bill. Still upset about something. I had a fucking one of those seat beds. Still complaint. Still fucking complaint. All right. Uh, you know why? Because I'm an American. All right. Butcher box, everybody. Okay, the game is just around the corner, which means lots of good times with friends and lots of food. Whether you're cooking for a crowd, tough crowd, whether you're cooking for a crowd or just getting together with the fam, snacking is half the fun. Talk about your go-to snacks to make for a party. What are some crowd favorites? I like to put some kale chips out for the vegan people in the room. And then I like try to like, you know, sort of push my plant-based diet on everyone in the room. I like to have the game on at like a low volume so people can't really hear it because I think the conversations are more important. What are my go-to snacks? I don't know. I, I, 
I don't fucking know. I, I make some burgers. That's what I do, right? Make burgers. Do I have go-to snacks? I don't know what I do. Why, why do they put me on the spots like that? I, I fucking love the meat that you're sending me here. I, I, I don't have to do it. All right, whether you're going to be watching the big game or not, here's a reason to throw a party. I like how they're not saying what the big game is. This is very good. They're covering all their bases here. Butcher Box is offering free wings for life when you sign up now. Whether you love football or just love any excuse to eat a plate of wings, now's your chance. Sign up for Butcher Box and snack like it's game day all year round. Free wings for life when you sign up now. I had to say that again. Personal experience with Butcher Box. It's just it's high quality meat delivered right to your door. I absolutely love the heritage bread pork. My favorite pork chop I've ever made at home. Ah! I ate that thing. I thought about it for three days. That's how good it was. All right. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to my home. All meat is free of antibiotics and added hormones. Each box has 9 to 11 pounds of meat, enough for 24 individual meals or four fat fucks to finish in one sitting. I can customize my box or go with one of theirs. Either way, I get exactly what I want. ButcherBox is a no-brainer. Options like 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free organic chicken, heritage pork. Used to be bread. Now it's just heritage pork. Wild-caught Alaskan salmon. You don't know what it's going to do. Coming to Saturday, that wild Alaskan salmon is going to go run wild on you. And sugar, nitrate-free bacon. With Butcher Box, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide. Nationwide, except for Alaska and Hawaii, because they don't need it, right? Alaska, you're shooting your own fucking meat in Hawaii. Uh, you got those pineapple trees there, right? You're out there surfing, catching some koi. Uh, right now, you can get free wings for life. Free wings for life. Plus $20 off your first box. That's three pounds of wings in every box for the life of your subscription. And if you only need a pound and a half of them every month... You, you know, everybody else is going to be screaming during the apocalypse. And you're going to be sitting there eating fucking barbecued chicken wings, laughing your ass off. And when you're done with them, you can throw the bones at the zombies. Plus $20 off your first first box. Just go to ButcherBox.com slash Burr or use promo code Burr at checkout. That's ButcherBox.com slash Burr or use promo code Burr at checkout. All right. Oh, my God. This company's called Brave. This must be about... I don't know, some female comic who talked about some part of her vagina. No, sorry. All right, brave, everybody. Uh, You are living in the surveillance economy. What is that, you might ask? Every time you download a web page, you are not just downloading the content, text, and images. You are also downloading privacy-invading trackers. Many popular media sites... Sorry, four hours sleep last night. Um... Many popular media sites have over 100 trackers on every page. You're being profiled and tracked across the web. So what, you might say? Your digital profile includes information about you, such as your search and watch history, your personal beliefs, or your location, everywhere you've been, and even your current GPS coordinates. Um, these digital profiles allow companies to, ha- to have you have never heard of to maintain intimate profiles about you and everyone you know. Data collected about you can be used to manipulate both you and society at large. But there's way, but there's a way to protect yourself and remove the surveillance economy. Start using Brave. Brave stops data-grabbing trackers and creepy ads from following you across the web, which allows you to browse up to six times faster than with the other browsers. Who's kidding who? That's the big selling point. All right? You can get to your porn six times faster without anybody seeing you do it. Uh, (laughs) Here's an important fact about us. Brave isn't anti-ads. Brave is anti-tracking. Brave users can choose to opt in to Brave ads, a privacy-respecting ad network run by Brave. Brave never sees your personal data or behavior let alone sells that information for profit, and you'll never see an ad from Brave unless you explicitly choose to participate. Uh, with Brave, ads you can earn you can earn rewards 
Jesus, Bill. With Brave ads, you can earn rewards for any ads you choose to view. That's right. Out of the box, Brave will block ads and trackers, but you can choose whether you want to see the ads, how often they appear, and get rewarded for your attention if you click on one. How does Brave make money? If you choose to opt in to Brave ads, Brave takes a cut of the advertising spend. What? A cut of the advertising spend whenever you choose to view an ad. There's a typo in there somewhere. That's how Brave earns money and keeps the browser free. Um, it takes less than 60 seconds to switch to Brave, import your bookmark with a one click, and start enjoying a better internet. Listeners of the MM podcast uh, can easily switch to Brave today. Go to brave.com slash burr and download Brave today. That's brave.com slash burr and switch today. Um, all right. Jesus Christ. The reeds, the reeds, the reeds are on fire. No, they weren't. Fucking goddamn yawning my way through that shit. All of a sudden, the tiredness of being on a fucking, on a red-eye flight. But I had to do it. You know why? Because I had to put my lovely daughter to bed before I fucking, before I went on the plane, man. Uh, she's a riot. So I got her doing this thing, right, where uh, I every every year for her birthday, I make her a homemade chocolate. I make a yellow cake with chocolate frosting, right? So I got to just, I would sit there and be like, who made your cake? And she'd be like, Dada. And I'd be like, why? And she'd be like, because uh, he's hungry. So I'm like, no, not because I'm hungry. I made it because I love you, right? I kept saying that. So now she says it. I go, who makes the, who made the cake? And she's like, Dada. And I go, why? And she goes, because he, because you love me. I go, that's right. So now I do it for everything. Why Dada put you on your shoulder? Because you love me. Because that's been my big thing. You know, when you have a kid, one of the hardest things is before they can comprehend the English language, the frustrating thing is you can't communicate to them how much you love them. And it drives you, it drives me up the fucking wall. Um, and now she's starting to get it. I hope. Anyways, I'm probably going to drive her nuts with it. You know, you know, when somebody agrees with you, you know, when you agree with somebody, you understand how much I love you? Yeah, I get it. No, no, you don't get it. You don't get it, man. You know, dude, I get it. You don't get it. You don't get it. Um. Anyways, talking to this buddy of mine, he's one of these guys. He just doesn't fucking listen. He's driving me nuts. He was asking me about something that he had no idea about. You know, it was something fucked up that happened. So I was trying to explain it to him, and the entire time I'm explaining it to him, he's going, "Uh huh, uh, yeah, 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 uh huh." Uh, uh, ooh, 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 like fucking, I'm like, what are you doing? Because <laughs> what it is, is he wanted the information and then I could already hear the fucking wheels spinning on how he was going to just fucking take what I just said and just go walk off and talk about it. Um, I don't know. The older I get, the more fucked up I realized I am. And the more I realize how fucked up I am, the more I can I see it in other people. And uh, I don't know. I want to say it's making me judge people less because I'm seeing how fucked up I am and how complex a human being is. And that the, how they're not just this thing or that thing. Um, but I was still upset with that fish head guy. Even though it was 100% my fault that that, I didn't fucking, you know, I had my headphones on. And I said to myself, I said, Bill, make sure you don't have your headphones on a half hour before. And you know what? Those sneaky bastards, they, they, they loaded, started boarding the plane 40 my, 45 minutes earlier. So it wasn't Fish Head's fault. And even if it was his fault, he had a fucking Fish Head. Isn't that enough? Isn't that enough, Bill? Isn't that enough for you? Um, by the way, the second half of the Bill Burt podcast, which has been doing, I want to say really well, uh, will be released on Wednesday of this week. And we just, we just did another one. Um, and old Billy Freckles has been off the cigars for two weeks. That's it. That's all I need. Two weeks. And now I look at him and I just go, I don't want to fucking do that. I don't want to do it anymore. So somebody who can somebody who's out there who knows about addiction, can you explain my level? All right. 
Because I'm one of those people that you would be like, you are addicted to nicotine, right? But then it should have been hard for me to quit. How come I can just go like, you know what? I'm not fucking doing that anymore. And it's hard for three days. And then two weeks later, I'm like, yeah, I'm never doing that again. Why is that? Like I was actually thinking today when I got out of, uh, I got out of the, the fucking taxi from the airport. And I was thinking how little sleep I got. And I was like, well, well thank God I didn't drink. You know, because then I, I really would have been feeling like shit. But uh, just the thought of even going out and having a drink now is like, I think I just, I, I passed that fucking point of even giving a fuck about it. I was just like, you know, I'm never doing that again. Why would I do that? I actually really enjoy watching people get shit-faced, though. Like, I can totally be around it. And I enjoy watching people get shit-faced. Not because I'm judging them or laughing at them. I'm relating to it. It's like, so that's what I looked like. Oh, I've said that before. There, a phone call is going to be need, need to be made sometime around 11.57 a.m. the next day when you finally get those greasy eggs in your cell. Fucking call it out. Call them, Jesus Christ. Hey, listen, I, I, I know, you know, I was kind of hoping you were going to pick up. Uh, you know, I don't really remember what I said, which is always a lie. Uh, but I do remember that you seemed, uh, we, I feel like we had some sort of, uh, disagreement. Uh, you know, exactly that you had a disagreement. Um, I hope there's not any weirdness. If I did anything to, uh, make you uncomfortable or if I, uh, said my true feelings about some things, <laughs> um, I'm sorry. Um, I was fucking. I don't miss that at all, um, and I don't miss smoking cigars. It's fucking weird. When I was smoking them, the thought of never doing it again, I was just like, "That's gonna be fucking brutal." Now I don't do it. Hey, it's great. I love it. No problem. So now, what do I do, huh? You know, I can't. I don't drink. I don't smoke cigars. You know. I don't know about this fucking helicopter shit now, you know. People are all my friends. Everybody's, you got to stop doing it. You got to stop doing it. So if I stop doing that, what the fuck do I do now? What do, what do I do? People, if I'm not killing myself or attempting to kill myself, how do I fill the day? That is my question. You know what I'm going to look up right now? I'm going to look up sober life activities. Sober life activities. All right. All right. Now I got my eyes shut. I'm not looking. I'm gonna let's I'm gonna try to guess. They probably have we'll have ten. I'm gonna try to guess some. Uh join a sports league. Uh take up a hobby. Get into cooking. Take a cooking class. Join a gym. Go on walks. Watch some live music. Uh, take a vacation. I wonder what they can say. All right. Substance abusement, 30 funds, 30, 99 things to do when you're sober. Throw a sober dinner party. Oh yeah. I got to tell all you users out there, man. This is the fun you're missing. Throw a sober dinner party. Invite your closest friends over for dinner and dessert. Substitute alcoholic beverages for delicious and refreshing fruit-infused cocktails. <laughs> Pick a playlist with piano or classic tones to keep the vibe classy and elegant. Check out Spotify's already-made playlists according to the mood or genre. All right, fuck that. Uh, rejuvenating spa day at home, solo or with friends. Invite a few girlfriends over for herbal tea. I like this. A couple of chicks over. I get a massage out of this. What's going on here? 
Is this for women only? Um, watch movies and give each other manicure and pedicures. Don't forget the face mask and hair conditioning treatments, too. This is a fun way to pamper yourself and help improve your appearance at the same time. Okay. All right. Number three, guys night out slash girls night out. Plan a weekend to go camping, fishing, or to a sporting event in town. I would go camping or fishing. I wouldn't go to a sporting event. You watch everybody else getting shit-faced, having a good time. Uh, Exercise. Run, box, do yoga. Okay, I got this one. Here we go. Hot yoga, hike, swim, anything. Just get out there. Stretch it out. Break a sweat. Exclamation. Yeah, fuck this. Go for a drive. Bubble baths, not just for women. Hey, Bill, you don't drink half a bottle of bourbon anymore. What are you doing instead? I take a bubble bath. Is there anything more boring than taking a fucking bath? Jesus fucking Christ. And you're just sitting there in your own filth in that fucking dirty water. And it's just so goddamn hot. I always feel like, you know, this must be what it's like. You know, the first five minutes, you know, if you accidentally encountered a tribe of cannibals and now they stuck you in the pot like at first it's like bath water oh this is nice they're so friendly uh play a game of golf i wonder what 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 a good side dish is is for uh eating a human being uh play a game of golf or practice your swing at the driving range oh my god go for a drive meditate read a book go see a movie Volunteer your time and services. That's probably the most productive one to get yourself out of your own fucking head. Play basketball. Yeah, great. Go blow out your fucking Achilles. Uh, Go swimming. Go for a walk and and smile at every person you pass by. Oh, great. Hey, how are you? Sober psycho. Write in your journal. Create a new playlist for yourself or as a gift for someone else. Oh my God, this is just showing, this is showing why people get fucked up. Plan a garden, organize and clean out your closet and donate at least 10 items. This thing's all over the map. Are you trying to make me not be a hoarder? Or, all right, fuck this thing. This person claims 99 things to do sober. Clip your toenails. See if you can get it in all one piece. No, sorry. Go to local cinema. Subscribe to TV streaming service. Watch to your heart's content. <laughs> Watch all the Golden Globes and Oscar nominees for Best Picture. Revisit all seasons of Game of Thrones before the final season. Watch all 10 seasons of Friends. Oh, my God. Why would you do any of this to yourself? Put on a movie marathon. Buy a crossword puzzle book. Learn ballet or tap dancing. I would learn tap dancing because I just think it would be fucking hilarious if in secret you became really great at tap dancing. And then when you just busted it out, you know, put on Yankee Doodle Dandy. Then you do the big windmill. And people are like, what in the fuck is going on? And you just have this crazy smile on your face. Um, go ballroom dancing. Watch Cirque du Soleil. Go to a theme park like Disneyland. Dress up and attend the opera. Attend an art exhibit. Listen to songs of all your favorite singers in one night. Woo! This is better than getting boozed, man. Sing in a karaoke place in front of a lot of people. Play board games. I'm going to start crying. Go on an alcohol-free food trip. Relax in a bubble bath. Have breakfast in bed. Update your fashion sense. Read celebrity websites and keep up with the Kardashians. This is all why people drink. This is really pathetic. Run around the neighborhood in really nice running shoes. Oh, yeah, this is so much better than heroin. Sign up for a gym membership. Try out trendy workouts like CrossFit. Or underwater aerobics. I swear to God, this isn't a joke. Go bowling. Go bowling. My God, that's 10 lanes of fucking booze bags. All right. Here's one. This is the last one I read. 
this one's throwing down 20 sober activities that are more fun than using drugs or drinking. These fucking assholes say bubble bath. Do you like team sports? There are leagues for bowling, softball, touch flag, football, soccer, hockey. Well, playing hockey could be fun. Start reading. Oh, yeah, that's way better than fucking, you know, taking DMT and seeing what the another universe looks like. Sit down and read fucking George and the fucking man with the yellow hat. Uh, visit a hobby or craft shop. Join a gym. Take classes at your local YMCA. Start an online course. Start an offline. That is to say, it happens in the real world course. Find public gardens in your area. Visit a zoo or an aquarium. Oh, yeah. Nothing makes me fucking forget about booze like an imprisoned animal. Uh, volunteer. That's a good one. Learn to, how to write songs. All right. Okay. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to finish this podcast, and I'm going to go right to a goddamn liquor store. Wow, that was a big fucking swing and a miss. The, the, re, the reality is... I don't want to say what I'm going to say because it's too goddamn negative about sobriety. All right. I'm sorry. I apologize for all of that shit. Um, I'll tell you what's great about being sober is waking up having not drank. That's fucking great. And I'm not going to lie to you. It is fucking great till about 4, 4.30 in the afternoon. And then it sucks until you go to sleep. All right? That's the truest shit I can tell you about it. Okay? Good luck. All right. <laughs> And there ain't enough bubble baths in the fucking world and Spotify playlists and fucking fruity, sober fucking drinks that you can drink that can make up for that. All right. Don Gavin. Hey, Bill, thanks for turning us on to Don Gavin. I was unfamiliar with him, but I listened to him live with the Manhattan. Oh, that's his, uh, that's his new album, a reissued album on Spotify, Live with a Manhattan. And laugh more than I have in a long time. The man is hilarious. Hope he'll be touring or releasing more recordings in the future. That's awesome. He is just fucking hilarious. Um, and if you notice, he went out to L.A. He did Rogan's podcast. He did Mark Marin's podcast. He did my podcast. All of us uh, did stand-up in Boston. And all of us know that he is one of the greatest of all fucking time. So uh, check it out. Don Gavin. Live with a Manha- with a Manhattan. Um, all right, the Bill Burt podcast. Hey, Billy Airways, thank you for the Bill Burt podcast. Awesome that you're finally doing a video podcast too. I love seeing how you guys sit in front of what appears to be a display at Dick's Sporting Goods flagship store. Can't wait for more. Yeah, that's sort of our our, our baked in uh, advertising, trying to get people to get out there and see the America that uh, people think is is lost. Um, I just did another one, another episode of his that, uh, of our show, I should say that, uh, shall be released in February. All right. Uh, girl that lost virginity in yoga class from last week. Oh, I thought you were saying she lost her virginity in a yoga class. I was like, Hey, what pose is that? Okay. All right. Sorry. Dear Billy, never been kissed. Burr. <laughs> That's sad. All right. Last week, some girl wrote to you about how she was upset because she gave a guy in yoga class some pussy, and then that guy dropped her out of, dropped out of the class and out of her life. You told her to move on and stop obsessing about the guy, which is good advice. If the man promised to be in a relationship with her, if they had sex, then I agree. Uh, what he did would make him an asshole. However, my advice to this girl and all women out there is... Stop using sex to get into a relationship. Whoa. There you go. Pussy isn't special to men like you think it is. It's important, but not special. Uh, listen, I know you guys aren't going to like the way this guy's saying it, but he is telling, he's, he's living his truth right now. A lot of women make men wait for pussy like this girl did for seven months and hold it in front of their heads like a carrot on a stick in order to lure them into relationships. The only reason you should have sex with someone is because you want to have sex with them, not because you hope to get something out of that person. Oh, my God. I believe the kids call these truth bombs. Um, If you have sex and there is chemistry 
there and a relationship develops, then great. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But using the vague promise of pussy to entice a man into a relationship is shady practice. It's like a car dealer trying to sell you a car without letting you take it for a test drive first. Well, you got a little sideways. I know what you say. Okay. Anyway, losing her virginity, virginity doesn't make her any less of a person. Nothing was actually lost. And like you said, she'll eventually find the right person if she keeps putting herself out there to meet people. I just want women to have some perspective on where men are coming from so they don't end up bitter and confused like this girl. Thanks for the podcast. All right, you went a little hard there in the end, but I get what you're saying. That's true. It's true. It's a big fucking shell game. Three-card money with one vagina. It ain't going to work. Um, yeah. Yeah, there is a lot of that. There's a lot of that out there, goddammit. Good luck, fellas. Good luck, single people. Good luck with all of that shit. Those days are behind me. I used to be a younger man with a bullet hair. Um, I can't argue with any of that. You know? I don't know if it's a car deal. It's like a car deal trying to sell you a car without letting you take a test drive first. That's fucking bullshit. Because what, like, your whole relationship's going to be... Based on fucking her. Although, I got to admit, you know, you can make the chick of your dreams. If she can't kiss, how long is that going to last? You know, and there's a lot of fucking stuff out there about how inept men are in bed. And then there's just sort of this assumption that women are just naturally sensual and are are good in bed. And uh, that is not the case. All right, ladies? Okay, you're not all fucking, you know... I don't warm and open. There's a lot of fucking shut down lunatics out there. Um, all right. Fat friend. Hey, Billy ball buster. Love your podcast and your comedy. Thank you. You're one of the greatest of our time in my opinion. All right. Well, you're obviously not looking around, but I'll take that. I'll take it. All right. So I have a friend who happens to be pretty fucking fat and he's also a big fan of you. So I was thinking that maybe you could give him some tough love and convince him to start living a healthier life. One time he had two 10 piece nuggets with three Sprites and two large fries in one sitting. And surprise, surprise, he felt like hot garbage in the morning. So as a friend who cares for him, but also doesn't know how to approach telling him how to improve his health. I think he needs someone to give him the honest truth. Now, uh, uh, sorry, the honest truth about how unhealthy it is to be as fat as he is. He is a great dude and all, but I don't want him dying of a heart attack before he's even 21. Thanks so much. And as always, go fuck yourself and have a great day. Um, I don't know, dude. Just by the way you wrote this and how funny this is, I think that you can handle this. You know? All right. Next question. No, I'm kidding. Can you imagine if I just started tapping out like that? I can't do that. You know what? You know why I can't? Do you know why I can't? Do you? What? There we go. Hey! And I'm helping out the fatty for somebody else. All right. (laughs) What do I say to the guy? I just be like, listen, you know, we're great friends, right? And he's going to go, is he fucking eating a fucking ham hock? Um, I just tell him, like, listen, man, I'm worried about you. You got to start working out. All right. I'm too tired to say this the right way. So just figure out the right way to say this. No one wants to see your fucking fat tits. No chick's going to want to blow you if she's fucking got to, you know, sit there trying to fucking move your stomach around to make sure it doesn't shift down over your junk when you're laying on your back. Okay. I don't know how else to put it. All right. You should have your stomach lanced like a fucking, I don't know, a medieval boil. (laughs) Yeah, you can't blow out your body before you're even 21. You can't fucking do it. What are you doing? Just treating your fucking body like a rental car. It's like, how, how how long do you plan to live? Yeah, he's setting himself up for a horrible, 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 um, like no quality of life. All right. And you know, you're going to have to spend your your life with somebody, at least get with somebody you want to look at. You know what I mean? 
if you're walking around just you're fucking gigantic, you know, it, it's limiting who you can fucking go out with unless you got a ton of money. Then you can find some fucking skinny whore that she's just fucking you and getting you excited because she's hoping you're going to have the big one like Fred Sanford and she can get your fucking house. All right. There's no reason to be fat. There's plenty of information out there. You know, I'm actually supposed to watch this documentary called Game Changer, which is allegedly going to convince me that that meat is bad for me. Um, I'm going to watch it. Oh, I'll watch it. I'll see what I think about it. I'll report back to you guys with my complete lack of knowledge. Um, by the way, did anybody watch that stupid fucking thing about uh, don't fuck with cats? I'm so sick of those stupid ass fucking documentaries. I got halfway through that and the the chick was just making it all about herself. She was so fucking annoying. I just said, fuck this. I looked the guy's name up just to see what happened so I didn't have to watch the rest of it. That's one of my favorite things about true crime. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This actually happened. I don't need to watch all of this. So I just Google the name and I just read it. Fucking sit there and watch 10 goddamn episodes about some fucking jerk off that they already arrested and threw in jail. That wasn't what it was about. It was about all these people. It was interesting how they found all that evidence in the room. That was interesting. But like the woman, you know what annoyed me was the fucking tweets the people were writing like, I want to stop, but I can't. Just everything is about me with the fucking internet. Shut the fuck up. Those stupid memes. This is me watching this. Nobody gives a fuck about you. All right. Sorry. Acceptance speech. Yeah, that's what I'm worried. I'm I'm fucking watching this amazing musician. But you know what I need to know? I need to know what you, you look like when you're fucking doing that. Yeah. It's not about Eddie Van Halen. It's about what you and your fucking tramp stamp are doing in your fucking linoleum kitchen. All right. Acceptance speech. Hey, Billy McQueen. Uh, Lightning McQueen, uh, what happens when you win an award and have to give a speech at an award show? What are you going to say? I hope you don't play it modest. Uh, well, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't see that happening. Um, there's a bright, there is a bright side to not being nominated for an award. Okay. The bright side is you don't have to go to the show. Okay. Those award shows look like a giant fucking pain in the ass. I mean, the fucking women, the, what the fuck they have to go through. Just vomiting up 90% of what they ate over the last six fucking months. They got to find a dress. They got to hope someone else isn't wearing the same dress or wore it on something else. Cause then they get put on that. Who wore it better fucking horse shit just for you to fucking show up. And most likely lose. And you wasted your whole evening. You could have been at home in your fucking sweatpants. You know? Eating a fucking steak and cheese. Just enjoying your fucking life. Um, I hope I never get nominated for anything. And I'm dead fucking serious on that. I don't give a fuck about any of that shit. I just want to stay home. I travel too much. I spend too much time away from home as it is. I don't need another night away from my lovely daughter. So... Um, but if I win, yeah, of course I'm going to be fucking modest and I'll thank everybody I can think of and I'll keep it short and sweet. That's it. Then I'll hand back the fake trophy that they give you and, uh, you know, I'll go back to my seat. (laughs) I will be a gentleman. All right. Online girlfriends, dad died. Online girlfriends, dad died. I don't, what is an online girlfriend? You guys just Skype as you touch each yourselves? Is that what it is? All right. Dear Bill, I played drums in a band, Alorian. Burr. Ah, I like that. I played drums in a band, Alorian. Burr. That's a great one. Uh, I've been playing MMORPGs, massive multiplayer online role-playing games. Uh, I didn't want to know what the, what is that? With a girl for about three years. She had a boyfriend for the last two, but he is out of the picture. You fucking asshole. Now I have to, this is going to be part of my search. All right, I'll look it up. M-M-O-R-P-G. Let's see what the fuck. You know what? I'll I'll take the hit here. I'll look this up for the rest of you. 
M-M-O-R-P-G. Let's see. What are M-M-O-P-R-G? Whatever. Massive multiplayer online games. Okay, just get to the... What is an... uh, 13 minutes and two seconds for you to tell me what the fucking game is? Ah, Jesus Christ. It's an online game with a large amount of players, typically from hundreds of thousands on the same server. Usually features a huge, persistent, open world, although... So this is like fucking Dungeons and Dragons for douchebags. Uh, all right, I get it. You're in you're in your medieval world, and you have to build your castle. Okay. Online role. What about role playing? That seemed like it was some deviant sex shit. All right. She had a boyfriend for the last two, but he's out of the picture. For the last four months, we've been sending, spending almost every hour with each other, talk, text, FaceTime, other other than work, sleep, and day to day chores. Is there any way I can help her deal with her loss? I'm willing to fly from the States to Canada, but I doubt she will want to talk about the guy who is at, I doubt she's going to, she will want to talk about the guy who is at her dad's funeral to her family. Yeah, I wouldn't go up there. You know, I would just say, Hey, if you, I know you're going through obviously a really tough time. If you want to talk about it, I'm here for you. If not, I'll just try and make you laugh and just try to keep it light and let her decide if she wants to talk about it. That's what I would do, but I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't go to see her unless she uh, asks you to. But if you really feel like maybe she does, then I would ask her. Yeah, I might be nuts. Am I getting a vibe? Would you want me to come there? Is this the first time you're ever going to see her face to face? You're going to show up when she, her dad dies? Sorry, I got a fucking dry throat from that uh, goddamn fish head guy breathing up all my fucking oxygen. Um, I thought they, I thought they breathe. Uh, oh, they do breathe oxygen, right? Their, their lungs can separate the the oxygen from the water. What the fuck does a fish lung look like? Uh, getting into showbiz. Does it look like one of those fucking strainers you put powdered sugar through? Except you know, instead of the powdered sugar falling through, it's the uh, it's the oxygen. Yeah, Bill, that's what it looks like. Uh, hello, Billy the Kid. I'm a big fan of the podcast, and I was wondering if you can help me figure out my future. I'm a 17-year-old high school kid. High school. I'm 17-year-old high school. 17-year-old. I am a 17-year-old in high school. Now, sir, young man, you heard me try to read the first half of that sentence nine times. Okay? You, you're really going to take advice from me? Anyway. I am a 17-year-old in high school, and I have absolutely no idea what I want to do as a career. You're fucking 17. You're fine. For the last few years, I've been practicing to become a magician. I've met all sorts of magicians at my local magic shop, hearing their stories as a, as a professional. This is making me want to become a professional magician, magician as a career. So, yes, yeah, so I do that. I don't want to sound arrogant, but I do dream of being famous on some level and spreading joy to the world. Well, what the hell's wrong with that? You think I didn't do that? I'm still fantasizing about being a shirtless rock star. And that ship has clearly sailed. (laughs) Um, But I'm not a flat earther, so I believe that that ship's going to come back around again. Uh, You being a seasoned vet in show business, I was wondering if you'd give me some advice on what to expect. Uh, Thanks, and I hope you and Nia and your daughter are doing well. Well, thank you. Um, What to expect? I think you should expect to find some good people and eventually find a mentor that can help you out. And you're also going to probably find some fucking bitter magicians who probably hate on that that guy who does the tricks out in the street that makes people run away. Oh, he's not a real magician. He's fucking sitting in a refrigerator for a month. Um, You know, there's always going to be people trying to shit on your dream. And the more successful you get, the more shit you're going to get. That's how it works. Slash, the more people that will act like they always fucking believed in you. But, you know, if you keep your friends from when you were a kid and you, you you know, 
you remember the people that were nice to you when you were coming up, you can have a really good gauge of who you are when you get somewhere, if that makes any sense. But uh, I highly recommend show business. It's, it's, it's fucking great. There's great people in it. And you'll never feel like you're working again a day in your life unless you're doing a guest star on a one-camera shoot. Then you'll feel like you got convicted and we're, you're in the a gulag in fucking uh, Russia. Other than that, that's it. A one-camera shoot is the only thing that sucks in show business. <laughs> that's not true. There's a lot of things to do. But uh, you're picking a great business to get into. And, uh, you know, David Blaine. That's what I'm trying to remember. You could be the next fucking David Blaine. And look at him. He gets to hang out with all these fucking famous people, freaking out athletes. You know? So I would just say, that's what I would say. Be a good dude and people will be good to you. Even though there'll be a couple of fucking assholes, but there's a couple of fucking assholes in every business. All right? And you know what? The assholes always end up getting theirs. And even if they don't, they're assholes. And they won't have real friends. So that's it. So congratulations. Good luck with your magic. Everybody else, go fuck yourselves. I'll check in on you on Thursday. Once again, um, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, um, Gigi, everybody else who died. Um, it's It's just awful, man. It's just so terrible. So terrible, so terrible, so terrible. Um... Yeah, that's it. And I'm not going to say anything fucking hacky about what you now need to do as if I knew this shit before it happened because I'm as stunned as you guys are. All right? I'll talk to you on Thursday.